Hello and welcome to the My RV Ninja podcast. I'm your host, James Upham, your lead RV ninja who helps you karate chop your way into the RV lifestyle. It is my belief that everyone who buys RVs should be empowered with all the tools necessary to receive a great price and a great experience. This show provides tips for the RV lifestyle and reveals how RV research, education, and experience can help you buy or sell RVs without being taken advantage of. The most important things in life are relationships, and RVs really can be relationship investments. If you enjoyed today's show, you can find out more at MyRVNinja.com. Hey everybody, James here from My RV Ninja. That's right, I'm your RV Ninja at MyRVNinja.com. Hey, I wanted to do a two-part video this week. Um, to talk about something that a lot of you are at least asking me about, um, something we have experience with, and that is taking pets on the road in your RV. I just have a few tips for you to think about that we learn from experience and hope that they're going to be helpful. Now, before you tune out, this is not just another pet video. For those of you who are watching the video, you might be seeing behind me a picture of uh, our fluffy little pet. Now listen, I tease her, and I know there's a lot of uh, dog fans out there that I might get a heat about this, but that didn't really sound right. <laughs> but for those of you uh, who, you know, take the side of the dog, I always tease her and say she's more cat than she is dog, and she barely passes out a dog, but she will bark if somebody comes to the door. She will not bark, however, when she needs to go outside, but she will bark for the door and she will bark of course when she wants to come inside which is usually about 30 seconds after she goes outside anyway enough about that let's talk about a few things to think about as you're heading on the road if you want to go full-time rv or if you just want to go for a quick trip something to think about if you're going to take your uh, fluffy ones with you the first thing that i would recommend is ask your vet um, tell your vet where you're going let them know hey this is what our plans are uh, do you have any vets in the area or is it, you know, is there any type of association that we could contact that would have an affiliation there with you? Uh, you'd be surprised at how often you'll find that a lot of the veterinarians out there will have uh, other friends and other veterinarians out there. That's fun to say, veterinarians. Um, I'm working on my three still veterinarians. Well, those are much more than three. Uh, but uh, we wanted to uh, make sure before we left that we did have a plan. And I would say, yeah, call ahead. Um, if you're going to a specific uh, campground or park, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you want to make sure that you uh, have a veterinarian uh, there for you to uh, look at. Let's just go with vet from now on. Uh, but yeah, look at uh, around the area for vets and ask your vet now uh, their recommendations. Um, you know, the thing that we had to do is we had to make sure, of course, that all of our, uh, that our dog was, uh, Coco was all up on their, on her shots and um, you know, another thing to think about too that you should ask your vet for is whether or not you should increase the dosage our frequency for the tea, uh, <laughs> not the tea, but for the flea and ticks um, uh, medicine that you're, uh, I hope you're entertained, uh, the medicine that you're going to give your dog. Uh, that being said, let's move on to your next one. So the first one, make sure you talk to your vet about it before you go. Call in advance. Make sure that you know some of the other vets. If there's an affiliation there with your vet, uh, make sure that uh, you've done all the research there in case you 
uh, you know, your dog eats a frog or something, or your cat gets into um, trouble. I don't really know what cats do, but uh, I know what dogs do because I've had plenty of them. Uh, the second thing is you want to make sure that you keep them cool. Now, I know that's kind of obvious, but uh, when we've traveled along, you might be seeing a picture here in just a second. It's not already behind me. Um, about uh, it's, it's our dog uh, on one of our trips. It was a great trip that we had. We had a big Class A RV, and she loved to get out there on the dash. And we loved to have her out there. It was pretty fun. People wave at us, and she just loved to hang out by the AC vent and whatnot. But I did notice a couple hours into our trip um, that, we, uh, that it was getting very hot. The dash was getting extremely hot. So I'd say make sure that you have uh, either blankets or their bed or whatever else that you would want to put up there if your dog is small enough to get up there. Uh, I mean, those dashes are huge. You can get just about any size dog up there. But make sure that you do think about that. That dash gets pretty hot. Uh, dog falls asleep, you know, they could hurt themselves. So something to think about. I mentioned two hours. Let's, let's jump to this one here. Uh, I always recommend that if you're traveling in an RV that you stop every two hours. I think that's good for you as a person. I think that's really good for you as a dog uh, or as a, as a cat or any other animal that you can take out of your RV to just let them do their business. Um, two hours is a good, um, in my opinion, that's just a a good time limit for you to not only stretch your legs, but to give your uh, your pet an opportunity to do that as well. So make sure that if you can, I would recommend that you plan on every two hours stopping. Now put that into your plan because a lot of times what will happen is you need to think about I used to always tell people, if you have a four-hour drive in a car, uh, just without pets involved, if you have a four-hour drive in your car, anticipate a five- or more-hour drive in your RV always add at least an hour. When there's pets involved and children involved, you might even want to add up to two hours because it's just so much more to do. And you know what? That's okay. You want to stop. You want to make sure everybody's comfortable. Um, so consider that. The fourth thing that I would say is to make sure that you um, have water bowls that have rubber on the bottom that are rubberized. And the reason is pretty simple. Um, you are driving around in an RV and if you have some water, you want to make sure there is water out for your pet and you want to make sure that the water is not splashing, 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 let's go with that, everywhere all over your RV, uh, unless of course you need to wash your floors, maybe that'll work to your advantage, I don't know, but I would say certainly get the, the rubber eyes or the rubber bottom for the bowls, that'll help them stick and, and um, also when you're walking around when you've parked, when you're walking around, it's going to keep them from spilling your food and your water everywhere, their food and your water everywhere, unless you eat out of a bowl. That's that's fine, too. Uh, but that would be something that we learned the hard way with as we watch the bowls go sliding up and down <laughs> the uh, RV, uh, get them rubberized, or at least somewhere where they can be attached to something so that they don't. Uh, you know, a lot of RVs now, what they'll do is they'll have a little compartment for dogs and cats and whatnot. So, um, you know, it's it's neat that they'll have actually a bowl that's attached to the wall or to a hinge of some kind, and that helps. Uh, but if you don't have that luxury, then, uh, yeah, make sure that you have the rubberized bowl. Now, be careful when you do wash those. If you put them in a dishwasher, uh, you know, any of that stuff, you want to make sure it's not on the bottom rack because it can melt. Not that I'm saying I have experience with that, but it could melt and cause a problem. So think about that, too. Um, the last thing I would say kind of goes along with that. Make sure that you've got good mats. Um, man, I tell you what, if you think it's bad walking in and out of your RV and uh, you know, you're know you bringing in enough 
uh, dirt and mud and whatnot. Think about four-legged uh, creatures moving in and out of your RV. Man, I tell you what, they can track in a lot of really good stuff. <laughs> Uh, help you, uh, you know, freshen up and sharpen up, I should say, your cleaning skills. But uh, make sure you got a nice big mat that'll trap as much dirt uh, as possible. Um, in fact, if you go to the website, you can see there's actually now we're putting up a bunch of recommended RV Ninja recommended um, uh, gadgets and supplies and materials. And soon, if it's not there already, by the time you're watching this video. It's going to be up pretty soon, some of the recommendations we have for mats and, and some of this other stuff. So uh, it's there for you if you want it. If not, you don't uh, need to bother going there and buying it, but it's certainly something that uh, might be helpful for you along the way. Okay, so that's the end of video number one. Video number two is coming at you later this week, and we're going to talk about at least five other suggestions that we learned from the hardware. And I might even tell you a story or two very quickly on some of the embarrassing moments that happened with us while we traveled with our dog. And we'll look forward to talking to you again real soon. Take care.